Welcome in. Welcome in to another episode of The Chief Zone. Yes, The Chief Zone uh, here with you on a Thursday. Apologies not having an episode last night, uh, but uh, we got it now uh, in time before the uh, last preseason game for the Chiefs as they will play host to the Cleveland Browns on Saturday afternoon. It'll be the final preseason game for the Chiefs, we will talk about that and what to really expect. Who is on the roster bubble? Who needs to make the most of Saturday's final preseason game for the Chiefs as they are going to play the Detroit Lions after that? And that is exactly two weeks from tonight. Yes, getting closer and closer to kick a real kickoff that is for Chiefs football. So very excited to have that on the docket to discuss also Jason and Travis Kelsey have a documentary coming out. Should be very interesting. Uh, and we have a lengthy uh, holdout threat from Chris Jones. Going to talk about that. Uh, all of that here on this episode of The Chiefs. And also taking your guys' comments here on this episode. So please, if you guys just now are joining the live chat, appreciate you guys joining on Facebook and on YouTube. Let me know your thoughts. If you guys have questions on anything, uh, comments, we'll get to those uh, throughout the podcast. So make sure you guys comment into the live stream again, whether it's on Facebook or on YouTube. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get the interaction going as the podcast goes on. Real quickly, uh, before I uh, move further, uh, I do want to apologize. I did promote that we would be doing a podcast with uh, Bobby Scipio. I I mentioned, um, yeah, Bobby Scipio. I didn't didn't announce this on the podcast. So for those of you who don't follow me on social media, uh, probably a uh, a surprise to uh, to some of you guys. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what happened. Uh, So the Jason Dunn thing, I mean, Jason Dunn had something come up. He actually let me know hours in advance, which I completely understand and appreciate. Um, I've had to do something like that before where I was going to be a guest on someone's podcast. I had to back out last minute and people, listen, it's not the first time people have let me know. Um, unfortunately, uh, this one was just, uh, kind of a no show and I'm not trying to throw anyone under, under the bus here, but at some point I kind of, I have to kind of defend myself and maybe explain why the podcast didn't happen after promoting it multiple times. So, um, uh, my apologies for those of you who were looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it. I know he was not with Kansas City very long, but I think he's an interesting guy, and I would still be very open to uh, having him on the podcast. Uh, maybe something came up. I don't know, but uh, I would be open to having that in the future, but uh, it is not something I'm going to try to pursue, but we'll definitely try to get some other um, other players on the podcast soon. Former players, that is. Active players, no. Not a shot. Um So I just wanted to get that out of the way before we move any further. Uh, Before we talk about Chris Jones, because I'm sure everyone is excited to get into that topic, I want to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. We are getting closer and closer to kickoff, whether it's the NFL or college football. You guys want to attend a game? Hey, everyone wants to get in on the action. Why not go to SeatGeek.com? And if you're a first-time customer, use my promo code Farzine for $20 off. This is only good for first-time customers for SeatGeek. So go to SeatGeek.com and at checkout, 
Go put in the promo code Farzine. You'll get $20 off your purchase. You can do this for football games, other sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, Broadway shows. If it's on SeatGeek.com, go to SeatGeek, get your tickets, and use my promo code Farzine for $20 off. All right, let's get into it because, yeah, why not, right? Uh, Chris Jones, uh, who has been very active on social media in the past couple of weeks. Why not, right? Um, Boy. Uh, So Chris Jones, uh, as you guys know, he has been responding with fans back and forth. And he has, uh, he at one point talked about how he is, someone was asking him, hey, um, are you going to be with the team this year? Uh, Or and beyond, he says he's not sure about the future, but he's under contract and he's ready to ball out. Keep in mind, Chris Jones is someone that said he's he wants to be a chief for life. He also has been saying on multiple occasions that he's going to win defensive player of the year this year. However, uh, recently, Chris Jones in some back and forth conversations with fans, uh, someone asked him when is he going to report, and he said week eight. Yes, week eight is what he said. Someone else followed up and said, "Man, that's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a lot of money going to lose there." Uh, so for clarity, Chris Jones is probably going to lose uh, approximately nine ten million dollars uh, from his salary, and in terms of fines, it's going to be very close to four and a half million dollars. So Chris Jones is wanting ten million more dollars and is willing to miss out on. 10 million plus another 4 million on top of that to make a point here, uh, apparently. And to that, Chris Jones responded and said, I can afford it. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're going there now. Okay, this has gone to worst case scenario. First of all, let me just ask this Is Chris Jones really going to. Hold out until week eight. My prediction for him returning to the team was this past Monday. And if he didn't come back Monday, maybe Tuesday morning, neither of those happened. The reason I picked the 21st and the 22nd is because that is when when the Chiefs would have their first practice after St. Joe. So if you guys remember last Thursday, uh, a week ago today on the 18th, the Chiefs wrapped up training camp in St. Joe. And after that, it was a travel day. Friday, Saturday was the game in Arizona. Sunday, they uh, early Sunday morning, they came back. That's an off day. And Monday was the first practice at the team's practice facility. So if Chris Jones was not there by Monday, when in the hell is he going to show up? Um, because a lot of people have been saying, well, Chris Jones doesn't need training camp. He doesn't want to go through the whole dormitory deal in St. Joe. Okay, I fine. I get that. Um, but is it really about training camp now? I mean, I, I don't know. At this point, like, I, I guess we got to wait for that final preseason game. Man, let me just say this. Um, first of all, to answer the question about is he being serious about week eight, if he's gone this long, and if he's continuing to rack up these fines, which is at $1.7 million, 34 days into his holdout, why wouldn't he 
continue this holdout into the regular season. He's obviously very serious and he's at a spot where he's not budging. He wants what he's asking for. So why would he all of a sudden show up now? And for the record, I hate that all these bloggers out there are throwing out the term, oh, uh, he's not a villain. And no one's a villain here. I think Chris Jones is valid in his demands. But the Chiefs, unfortunately, cannot just meet that. Listen, I I had this conversation with someone earlier. Um, The Chiefs cannot pay everyone top dollar, unfortunately. Um, Fortunately, the Chiefs have been drafting so well for the past, what, six, seven years? So that has led to a lot of great players coming. And they've also scored big on some free agents. Um, Sammy Watkins, a, a good number two receiver. Um, I know he was not available all of the time, but when he was, man, uh, this offense was clicking and rolling. Uh, Tyron Matthew, another great free agent signing. Um, the Chiefs have had a couple of other good in-season free agent signings like Steven Wisniewski um, and a couple of other guys. And then in the draft, you look at guys, forget about the first round. Think about outside of the first round, um, because that's where the Chiefs have scored big. Guys like Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Nick Bolton, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting some names out there. I mean, the Chiefs have found some big name players outside of the first round the past few years in the draft. Unfortunately, I mean, okay, fortunately, let me back up a bit. You get those guys on a very cheap deal uh, because they're on their rookie contracts. But once they're no longer on those rookie deals, which is going to be the case very soon in less than 12 months for guys like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, well, you got to you got to get ready to give those guys the big bucks because they're going to be demanding that. Um, uh, me personally, I'm just not sure at this point What do you do if you're Kansas City? Listen, Brett Veach, phenomenal general manager. I don't know why. So many people have doubted Brett Veach for so long and still do up to this point. Listen, Brett Veach got off to a very slow start because he had to get the Chiefs out of the cap hellhole that John Dorsey put them in in the beginning. I've said this millions of times. John Dorsey, I I think like Scott Pioli, was a great evaluator of talent. But in terms of constructing a good football team with salary cap and making sure that players are part of the right system, they just did not do a great job of that, especially Scott Pioli. Um, But what... Brett Veach is doing. Brett Veach is doing what we expected Scott Pioli to do. Brett Veach is going out there and is getting players at great deals, is not overpaying anyone. Yeah, sure, maybe he's missed on a couple of deals. Uh, like, let's say, Anthony Hitchens. Um, that was not a good one. The offer for Orlando Brown Jr., thankfully, he declined it last summer, uh, one that I absolutely did not agree with. But more times than not, I mean, Brett Veach, uh, this is the guy that I would rather have on my team than not. Um, but Brett Veach is not perfect. He has made his mistakes. And I think this whole Chris Jones situation, the Chiefs completely missed on this one. They swung and missed, and they thought that this was going to go in their favor. They thought that, you know, cooler heads would eventually prevail. Not the case. Uh, We are at a standoff here, and now Chris Jones is threatening to hold out into week eight of the regular season. Uh, Listen, uh, I'm not faulting Chris Jones. You want your money? You deserve it, man. It's just... 
there's this thing called the salary cap. I remember uh, before the Tyree Kill trade, people were talking about, oh, well, you can always massage the salary cap and uh, find ways to be flexible and make room. Well, not really. Um, they traded Tyree Kill because in order to be able to afford Chris Jones and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and some other guys, Legereus Need, uh, Nick Bolton, you, you, that's a move you had to make, and the Chiefs felt like they'd be just fine. Obviously, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. No problemo. So now you look at Chris Jones. Well, they did not expect Chris Jones to demand this much a year ago. Uh, and listen, this whole Chris Jones holdup here, this has prevented the Chiefs from getting DeAndre Hopkins. If the Chiefs knew that this was going to take this long, they probably would have traded him a lot sooner, and this would have allowed them to maybe acquire a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Now, uh, I know trading him right now for draft picks does not do you any good right now, uh, but I'd still be okay with it, uh, which leads me to my next point. Uh, and by the way, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the on the chat box here. Um, I'm skimming through all of your guys' comments. I, I've not had a chance to give it. Uh, we got a lot of comments here to start off the podcast. Uh, this is probably by far uh, the most interaction we've been getting regarding this topic here. Um, Andy Reid was asked on, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? I apologize. It's been a crazy week for me. Uh, but Andy Reid was asked earlier this week about the whole Chris Jones thing, him threatening to hold out into week eight. And his response was, it is what it is. The game go goes on. What does that tell you? Like, Andy Reid, listen, I understand that football teams, they're not going to tell you everything. They're not going to tell the media everything. Um, there are some things that they want to keep behind closed doors. But when Andy Reid gives you a comment like that, when he says it is whatever happens, happens, man, at this point, I think the Chiefs have now just said, we're, we don't know what to do. We kind of give up here. That's the vibe I get when Andy Reid says, whatever happens, happens. And look, I mean, think about, um, let's forget about sports for just two seconds here. Think about television hosts, right? Um, think of uh, an iconic show like The Price is Right. Who hosted The Price is Right for so long? Bob Barker. Well, eventually he stepped away from that role and people said, oh no, how is the show ever going to move on without Bob Barker? Well, Drew Carey took over and the show is still running strong. And Drew Carey's been doing that for how many years? I want to say a decade, give or take. Um, I mean, everyone is replaceable. Are you going to replace them with the same quality talent? No, of course not. Listen, we uh, think about politics for a moment. I know it's not the most thrilling topic. Every four years, we vote on the president of the United States as well as some other key positions in politics. Um, everyone is replaceable. People move on, and eventually, you get replaced. Obviously, at the uh, at the maximum, you know, w with the uh, presidency being eight years, you, this country sees a new president uh, either four or every eight years. Um, so. Replacements do happen and things move on. And I know, you know, the other some of these things like sports, television hosts, politicians are not uh, mutually exclusive. But my point is, you know, everyone's replaceable. Things still the 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 earth still turns regardless who's in charge, who gets replaced, what happens here and there. The chief. My point is the chiefs 
will move on without Chris Jones. The sun will come up and the sun will rise the following day. Um, as long as this football team has Patrick Mahomes in a good offensive line, the Chiefs will be just fine. And let me just point out one other thing, because I, let me clarify here, because there has been this back and forth amongst Chiefs fans online, um, and it's led some arguing. I want to be clear about something, and I've had to repeat this so many times. I'm not devaluing Chris Jones. This guy has done so much for the organization. I don't care that he went so many years without a playoff sack. What he did in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, without him, that win does not happen. I acknowledge that. I was on social media saying and on this podcast saying he should have been the MVP of that game. If he's not out there uh, pressuring Garoppolo and deflecting all those passes, you're not winning that game. San Francisco keeps the ball and they keep chewing up the clock. That AFC championship game late in the, in the fourth quarter, the Bengals are driving. They're moving. I mean, that, that train is rolling and Chris Jones comes through with a huge sack to turn the game around. And I know Bengals fans want to focus on the late hit. Oh, if it wasn't for our players late hit, shut up. You had the ball late in the, the waiting stages of the game and you blew it. So I acknowledge Chris Jones has come through in the clutch so much. Guess what? So have guys like Dan Sorensen. Dan Sorensen has come through. And obviously Dan Sorensen is nowhere near the level of Chris Jones. But my point is, yes, uh, guys who have come through in the clutch, like Tyreek Hill also, remember Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, he's made some plays in the clutch. Oh, yeah, these are guys that have moved on from Kansas City. The Chiefs either let them walk or released them or traded them. So the Chiefs will be just fine without Chris Jones. My opinion of this football team moving forward does not change. Does the defense take a step back? Yes, I'm not, I'm not hiding from that. But guess what? Remember Patrick Mahomes' uh, first year starting in the NFL in 2018? He threw 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, and the Chiefs were an offsides penalty away from a Super Bowl. They were an overtime away from a Super Bowl. Guess what the Chiefs' defense was ranked? Oh, yeah, 31st with Bob freaking Sutton. So if Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense, which is really predominantly still the same in terms of how uh, how they uh, produce the offensive output. Uh, yeah, a lot of players have changed with the offensive line and wide receivers and even that tight end uh, outside of Travis Kelsey. But the offense is still functioning the same way. The offense... Uh, they looked just fine last year without Tyreek Hill. The only difference was we just didn't see as many deep passes. Obviously, it did not hurt the Chiefs in the long run. Um, here's what I'm going to say about the Chiefs. Uh, they, they had a 31st-ranked defense, and they were so close to making it to a Super Bowl. They still made it to the AFC Championship game with the second-worst-ranked defense in the NFL, coached by Bob Sutton. So if Chris Jones is gone, is it going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to set the team back? If Patrick Mahomes is not there, it's not setting the team back. Not in my eyes. Maybe you lose one or two more games than you would expect, but I think in general, um, this is uh, this is a team that's going to move forward without him. 
Uh, Terrell says, I think he was pissed about Frank Clark leaving. Yeah, that's true. Listen, um, for quite some time now, and this is not anything new, uh, players have been very vocal about certain things on social media. Whenever Frank Clark joined the Broncos, uh, what did Chris Jones tweet? Didn't he tweet SMH? Well, if you're going to... Obviously, stands for shaking my head. If you're going to shake your head at anyone, shake it at yourself. Look in the mirror and shake your head. The Probably the reason why the Chiefs could not bring back Frank Clark is because they were in a bind with the salary. You're demanding this much money, and then you want teammates to come back at, what, a cheaper price? That makes no sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, listen. Um, you look at the salary cap for a lot of the contenders right now in the NFL. A lot of them cannot afford Chris Jones. The teams that can't afford Chris Jones are teams like the Texans and the Cardinals and the Raiders. Okay. Um, I would have no problem sending Chris Jones to the Raiders. They're not going anywhere. They're, they're just not now. Obviously the chiefs are not going to do that. Um, but my point is this, uh, you want your money? Listen, maybe you're maybe maybe Chris Jones is content with two rings. Uh, I was listening to Jeff Chadia uh, on Sports Radio A10 earlier this week, and he said something interesting. He said, "Look, players, some of them come from very rough backgrounds, and he's right. He's right, man. Um, some of them come from single parent households, just rough upbringings, and." They've dedicated their entire life to playing football. They don't know anything else other than the sport because of the hopes and dreams of maybe hitting the bank and being able to live life and also pay their family members in the long run. Anyway, my, my point is Jeff Judea, uh, he said well, some of these players care more about setting up their families than they do about winning a championship game. Listen, man. For the, for all of you guys listening right now, um, and you guys don't have to like type in an answer, just answer to yourselves. How many of you guys wanted to play professional sports? How many of you guys, when you guys were kids, dreamed of playing for your favorite football team or your favorite basketball team? A lot of you guys. I did. I wanted to be a pro athlete. A lot of you guys probably wanted to be pro athletes. Um, what was the number one reason that people wanted to be pro athletes? Money. Money, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, you know, I I think a lot of kids out there growing up, they're like, yeah, I want to play for um, the New York Yankees and make millions of dollars and get a bunch of girls in the process. Like every kid dreams of that, right? Um, remember uh, Aaron Murray? Or not Aaron Murray? Um, AJ McCarron. That's who it was. AJ McCarron in the um. In the national championship game, they're showing his girlfriend, now wife, uh, his girlfriend at the time. What was Brett Musburger saying? He says, man, you quarterbacks get all the girls. You guys get all the pretty women. He's right. You know, if you're a great athlete and you're a good-looking dude, you're going to get the money. You're going to get the dudes. You're going to get the babes, I should say, uh, or dudes, you know, depending which way you roll. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you're going to get the endorsements. You're going to get all of, you're going to get that luxurious lifestyle. And the only bad thing about it is you can't live a private life out in public. People are going to want your pictures and your autographs. Boo hoo. You're making millions of dollars in the process. Um, Anyway, I'm getting off topic here, but my point is this. Chris Jones is probably wanting to set himself up because maybe he wants to just live the life where he doesn't work. Um, maybe maybe not. Maybe not. doesn't even want to get into coaching after playing football. He maybe just wants to relax and live the good life. 
Um, I, listen, if you gave me $30 million for just one season of play, man, $30 million, if you're not an idiot, if you're smart, that's that's good for the rest of your life, man. Um, okay, so a lot of you guys in the comments here, I'm not going to go through all the comments, um, but a lot of you guys are talking about uh, uh, signing someone Um let me uh, let me see uh, current NFL free agents because some of you guys have been asking who should the Chiefs go after. I'm on NFLTradeRumors.co. They do a pretty good job with their list. Uh, in terms of defensive linemen, I wish they would specify if they're edge defenders or interior. There's Chris Wormley, formerly of the of the Steelers, at 29 years old. Matt. Ionidas, I believe is how you say his name, uh, formerly of Carolina. Uh, you got a couple of defensive linemen out there in the market who are available. Uh, Akeem Hicks, uh, Robert Quinn's an edge guy, but apparently still available. It kind of surprises me. Uh, who else is still available in free agency uh, at that position? Uh, let me see if there's uh, one or two more listed. Um, no, not a whole lot. Um, Nadavikin Sue is still out there. Uh, he's 36 years old, but maybe you could get him on a one-year rental. I don't know. Hey, you want to play with Patrick Mahomes for one season? I, I mean, would Sue say no to that? Is that something Brett Veach and company want? Uh, maybe a reunion with Brandon Williams? I don't know. Linval Joseph? Yeah, he's out there, formerly with the Eagles. Uh, yeah, there are some options out there. There are. Um, when do the... Let me ask this. If Chris Jones is serious about his holdout going into the season and more specifically all the way through week eight, what do you do? What do you do? Um, I think you got to you got to pull the trigger. The guy obviously wants his money, which, again, is fine. But you got to think for yourself at this point. And if you're Brett Veach, go out there, trade him, get what you can out of uh, for him uh, out of another team and move on and be done with this. Because the longer this pans out, and listen, I don't think this is a distraction necessarily. Um, it, do I think Patrick Mahomes is going to struggle with his passes because he's thinking about Chris Jones while he's in the pocket or trying to escape the pocket? No. Um, I, I think, uh, see, Ron's asking this is exactly the same thing I'm getting into here. He says, at one point, do we wash our hands with this discussion? That's kind of what I'm saying. You know, I don't think it's fair for Andy Reid and these players to be put in position to receive questions about Chris Jones. Now, media questions are not a priority by all means, but you, you still want to put your team in a position where you can just move on from this. If Chris Jones is dead serious about move, uh, this week eight holdout, trade him. I, I, I look at this point. You, there's no no. You gotta you gotta just do what you what you can at this point. Chris Jones wants his money. The Chiefs just cannot afford to pay everybody. You got to pick and choose what you're gonna do. So you probably need to just move on and uh, send him somewhere else. I don't know. See, TJ says something interesting here because I've thought about this before. I don't think the other teams want him between the drama he's caused and his hypocrisy and the amount of money he wants. I doubt anyone pays him much more, if any more than the Chiefs will. See, I, I kind of wondered this. Is his social media behavior going to push teams away? I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if I agree, TJ. Look at Tyron Matthew. This guy... I mean, we all know the, the situation, okay? We don't need to rehash everything. 
He got a job. He got a job. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think at this point, you just got to say, look, if you're Brett Veach, just admit that you did not expect things to go the way you thought it was going to go. You misread this, and perhaps it's just time to cut your loss and say, look, we're going to take an L here. We did not think this is going to happen, but we're just going to have to trade him, get something out of him, and move on and close uh, this chapter of the book. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Kat's asking, is uh, Kadarius Tony going to play week one? That's the ex- expectation. That's the ex- expectation. See, Hefe is saying, keep Chris Jones for one more year, win a Super Bowl. See, that's, that's an option. You know, do you just franchise tag him next year when he's 30 years old? Might be a little bit more harder. Um, but that's that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's certainly an option uh, right there. Uh, try to win one more time with him. Uh, maybe franchise tag. I don't know. Or maybe just let him walk. Maybe just let him walk. Yeah, see, Greg's saying, you know, why not qu- trade Chris Jones to Houston and Arizona? Yeah, yeah. You want your money? Yeah. I I, I suppose those two are, are valid destination spots if you want the money. Um. I don't know, man. Uh, it's tough. But it's a business, man. I get it. I'm not, I'm not. I don't think anyone's a villain. I hate that people are throwing that word around. I don't think anyone's a villain. Um, I think Chris Jones is maybe being a little immature here. I mean, when you're out there saying, "Well, I can afford for losing 14 million dollars," well, okay, cool. Um, I wish I had 14 million dollars to just lose like that. I mean, come on. Um, uh, Dan says, why did we just sign another wide receiver? I don't know. Um, what benefit do you get from, they, they wave Kakoa Crawford for an XFL receiver. I don't have his name in front of me, but, uh, the chiefs maybe see, uh, something in him. So, uh, I, I suppose that is a, a possibility there. Uh, a couple other quick comments here before we move on. Travis and Jason Kelsey. Uh, it's been announced that they're having a documentary coming out called Kelsey. It'll be on Prime September the 12th. I'll be honest, I have not had a chance to check out the trailer for this, so I'll have to check it out at another time. I'll, I'll do it shortly after this podcast. Like I said, it's been a busy week. Crazy day for me. Um, uh, so I think with this... Um, it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, this is a time where I was thinking about this. You have Jason and Travis Kelsey, uh, with their documentary, Patrick Mahomes was just on quarterback. Uh, despite what we said about Chris Jones, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey just had a direct TV commercial come out. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey just had a chunky soup commercial come out today. Also today, Mahomes had a new commercial team mobile that came out today. Uh, and Mahomes obviously has 10 billion other commercials uh, with him. Man, what a time to be alive for, for Chiefs fans. You have all these endorsements. It, it feels like, I mean, you cannot turn on your TV and, uh, you know, have a commercial without a Chiefs player on it nowadays. Um, and then you have documentaries with multiple Chiefs players. Uh, you have a documentary that's going to be coming out on a super fan because he went out there and robbed 500 goddamn banks. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, we have to put that out there. Otherwise, uh, well, uh, I don't want to get into that. Uh, you get <laughs> you get the idea. Like, it's a crazy time to be a Chiefs fan, good and bad. Um, it's, 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 it's awesome. It is. 
Uh, final topic here. Final preseason game. Uh, what do I want to see? Uh, Andy Reid says the starters will play a little bit. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I believe him, quite honestly. I don't want to see Mahomes and Kelsey. What I do want to see, I want to see a little bit more of Justin Ross. If Justin Ross can continue with his impressive route running, and he's done a fantastic job of that so far in the preseason, that's going to be big for the Chiefs. I think that's something very important uh, that the Chiefs need, because if he can do that, he could be a big steal, and he can kind of make the whole... Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins situation where the Chiefs missed out kind of maybe make that a long distant memory uh, I, I heard um, who was it Dan Orlovsky on ESPN compared him already to AJ Green um, except this time he's on a winning team other than the, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals so um, it'd be great if Justin Ross lived up to that hype uh, because Orlovsky's point was it's not a matter of if he's talented, it's a matter of if he stays healthy, and he's right. You know, this is the guy that was already touted to be a very uh, high, uh, big-name receiver, but the injuries scared a lot of teams away, and that's why he went undrafted. So the Chiefs were the team that jumped on it. And Andy Reid's pretty good about giving second chances, whether it's off-the-field issues, injuries. And with this one, you know, the Chiefs might... Uh, might score big on this one. So I'd like to see a little bit of Justin Ross. Um, we talked about defense so much today. I'd like to see the Chiefs defense step up a little bit because there's a good chance you're going to be without Chris Jones for at least eight weeks, it sounds like. Um, so maybe it'd be uh, beneficial to see um, some defensive effort, especially with the interior defensive line. Get in there, disrupt the pocket, get some sacks, and maybe try to... like A guy like Danny Shelton, I, I'd love to see Danny Shelton shine a little bit. Uh, Keandre Coburn, the rookie from Texas, I'd like to see him uh, dominate as well a little bit. Uh, Blake says, I want to see more Amir Smith-Marset. Yeah, that's a really good point, man. His speed is something that we have uh, we have really enjoyed to watch. You know, things like speed in the preseason, that's not something that's going to change in the regular season. You know, things like field goal kicking, punting, um, speed, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, in the preseason will carry over to the regular season. If, you know, Justin Ross's route running, Amir Smith's Marset speed, if that kind of stuff continues, man, um, that's going to bode well for the Chiefs in the regular season. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will find ways to work those guys into the system in regular season games. So I'm excited for that. I really am. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, final preseason game Saturday against the Browns at Arrowhead. By the way, fun reminder, the last time the Chiefs were at Arrowhead... What happened? The Chiefs beat the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. That's right. Uh, so uh, very excited uh, for that. By the way, I'm looking at the comments. A lot of you guys are from Facebook, but we have a lot more comments now from YouTube as well. Uh, so big ups to all of you guys watching, not just from the Facebook page, but also from the YouTube channel as well. Big thanks to all of you guys who have been subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, again, facebook.com slash Farzi Vesugian, youtube.com slash at the Chief Zone. Uh, so big thanks to all of you guys who are uh, following uh, me and the Chiefs on all these different uh, social media sites. Big ups to all of you guys who've been making that happen. Uh, apologize, not didn't get to as many comments on this one. Definitely will do that. Reminder, tomorrow is our Red Friday live stream, so join us for that. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, everywhere where you can download a podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're following us on Facebook and YouTube. So that way you can catch the podcast live. Other than that, I will talk to you guys later. Take care. We'll chat tomorrow for our Red Friday live chat. See you guys then.